You're listening to Comedy Central. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. December 5th, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Jeremy Scott is here! Now, if you're wondering what's going on, as we explained on yesterday's show, Trevor hosted the Global Citizens Festival in South Africa over the weekend, and he completely lost his voice. As if people weren't scared enough to visit Africa, Trevor goes for the weekend, and a witch steals his voice. Mm, mm, mm. And this isn't a joke. Trevor really can't talk. So he's just gonna sit here and watch me like a security guard at JCPenney's making sure I don't steal shit. <laughs> but, but he does have an app on his phone so he can speak. Go on, Trevor, say something. In 100 feet, turn right. <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. Anyway, we're still gonna do the show like we normally do. So let's catch up on today's headlines. <laughs> season, which means it's time to open up another box on Robert Mueller's advent calendar. There's breaking news. The Michael Flynn sentencing recommendations came out last night. In a heavily, heavily redacted memo ahead of his sentencing, Mueller has revealed that Flynn provided substantial assistance in at least three ongoing investigations. Prosecutors say former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn has been instrumental to the special counsel's investigation, participating in 19 interviews and providing documents and communications concerning links between the Russian government and the Trump campaign. Mueller has talked to Flynn 19 times. If you talk to me 19 times, that means we're dating. <laughs> And if we get to 20, you better propose. I'm just saying, Michael Flynn should at least have a toothbrush at Mueller's place. And I was so excited to read this memo. But look how they blacked out almost all the words. That thing's more blacked out than Brett Kavanaugh on a school night. This document is so black, 
some white lady is going to call the cops on it. Good one, Siri. In other words, the Academy Awards announced Kevin Hart will host the 2019 Oscars. history. First black man that hosts the Oscars who's the same size as the trophy. <laughs> the actor's gonna be like, well, I just want to thank the Academy. And Kevin Hart, put me down, put me down, put me down, put me down. It's like, oh, my bad. <laughs> At least we know the ceremony will be short. <laughs> this is so weird. Trust me, it's strange for me too. <laughs> Moving on. Today was the funeral of former President George H.W. Bush. It was a time of reflection, remembrance, and uncomfortable seating arrangements. We see these, uh, the current president of the United States and the former presidents of the United States all sitting in the same row, uh, honoring the 41st president of the United States. The Obamas greeted the Trumps. The Clintons looked directly straight ahead. You can't help but think about the tensions uh, in that room. Good Lord, I need a drink just looking at that photo. <laughs> Look at how much that woman doesn't want to be sitting there, Trump. I mean, I'm not talking about Hillary, I'm talking about Melania. <laughs> that funeral was so awkward and that was before Trump started roasting everybody. Crooked Hillary, crooked Hillary, ladies and gentlemen. She's as crooked as they come. As crooked as they come. President Obama. He is the founder of ISIS. He's the founder of ISIS. Okay? He's the founder. Oh, Michelle Obama, and I guess she wrote a book. She got paid a lot of money to write a book. If you look at uh, Bill Clinton, what he's done to women, there's never been anybody in the history of politics in this nation that's been so abusive to women. Jimmy Carter, he was another beauty. We have very stupid people running the United States. All right, let's move on to our main story. <laughs> I'm dizzy. <laughs> Yesterday, Seattle was rewarded an NHL hockey team. That's the whitest sentence I've ever said. What about this sentence? O.M. Gee, I've just spilled a pumpkin spice latte in my Prius. Not bad, not bad. Anyway, there's a lot of other sports news, so let's go to Roy Wood Jr. and Michael Costa for another edition of I Apologize for Talking While You Were Talking. What's up, everyone? I'm Roy Wood Jr., and it's time to catch up on the world of sports. Let's start with football and a major off-field fumble by one of the greats. One of the NFL's most recognizable stars, Hall of Fame quarterback Brett Favre says he was duped into making this video. Brett Favre here with a shout-out. A short recorded message coded with anti-Semitic statements. Favre says he was told what he was reading was paid for by veterans. It was instead tied to a hate group 
operating on the dark web. That video was made with a website called Cameo. It's a new platform which allows people to hire celebrities to record personalized shout-outs. Favre announcing that he and Cameo would donate that $500 he received to charity. This makes no sense. Why would anti-Semites spend $500 on Favre when they can get Mel Gibson to record a video for free? That's true. This, this cameo business is crazy. These celebs that make these videos, to me, they just seem desperate and sad and small-minded. That, that that reminds me. No. No, Roy. Hey, what's up? It's Roy Wood Jr. I want to tell my man Phil, happy prostate exam. Oh, no, Roy. Do your thing, bro. Hope you have a good prostate exam, bro. Tell me you got paid a lot for that. 20 bucks. Anyway, let's move on from football to the beautiful game. The sport the whole world plays. Casual sexism. Now to the international outrage after a female soccer superstar was asked a question many say was shockingly sexist. A historic night for Norwegian Ada Hegerberg, winning the award for the best women's soccer player in the world. Regrettably, Hegerberg's moment in the spotlight was seemingly spoiled by the French DJ Martin Solvig, who was on stage with her and asked if she knew how to perform a certain provocative dance to celebrate. A question no man would get. Do you twerk? Fellas, fellas, pro tip. Do you twerk is never an appropriate question right. anywhere. Even if you're hosting a show honoring the best strippers in Atlanta. Right. I mean, honestly, I'm surprised she didn't just slap him. Well, she's a soccer player, why she can't use her hands. So, but it is true. I mean, nobody would ever ask Lionel Messi to twerk, even though everyone in the whole world wants to see it. I mean, whoa. Oh, it's like he's looking at me right now, isn't it? Is, is twerking even still a thing, Roy? Are you asking me because I'm black? Yeah. Thought so. Let's wrap things up like we always do with our play of the week. Roy, we've literally never had a play of the week. Roll the tape. We don't usually show a whole lot of soccer highlights, even though Joe's a big soccer fan, but we came across one play you just have to see. Here you can see the goalie getting ready to punt the ball downfield, except he kicks it right to the back of an opposing player. Right? Then right before the ball is set to bounce into his own goal, that flurry blur right there is a dog. How the dog got onto the field, nobody really knows, but he or she definitely deserves a treat, depending on who you're rooting for. I mean, where did she come from? It's like, what, what's that, Lassie? Someone's about to score a goal? Go stop it, girl. Go stop it. Now, should that goal have counted? And I say, who cares? The important question is, can that dog twerk? Still not okay. That's all for now. I'm Roy Wood Jr. I'm Michael Costa. This is how we talk now. That's uh, not how we talk. That's what he's talking about. That's not, we'll be I'm, right back. I'm sling blade. I'm good. sling blade. We'll be back. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast for The Late Show with my producer, Becca. Uh, Becca, how long have you been producing this podcast? I've been producing this podcast for two years now. And your favorite thing about it? The extended moments, for sure. Right, because sometimes I'll interview like a big star for 25 minutes. We can only put like 14 minutes on air. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. And who produces that? Uh, I, I help out. It's a team effort. Welcome back to The Daily Show. As you know, last weekend, Trevor... Oh, this is Trevor. 
He went to South Africa to host an event with global citizens. Now, I gotta tell you, one great thing about his voice being gone is I don't have to hear about how he hung out with people like Usher and Jay-Z and Ed Sheeran, Naomi Campbell. Am I forgetting anyone? No? <laughs> but the event was to raise awareness of crucial world problems, disease, clean water, and affordable energy. Well, according to one man, the answer to all of those problems has been inside of us the whole time. Ronnie Chang filed this report. Bill Gates, he's rich, he's brilliant, and apparently he's out of his mind. This is a container of human feces. Why is one of the richest men in the world carrying a jaw of his own shit? I went to Seattle to find out what's wrong with Bill Gates. Mr. Gates, it's a huge honor to meet you. Just a quick question. What the f is wrong with you? I mean, are you okay? Yeah, I'm great. Love what I'm doing. Okay, so why are you carrying around your own poop in a jar? Well, I did uh, have a beaker of human feces when I was explaining why we need a, a reinvented toilet. You don't need to reinvent a toilet. We shit in it, then we push a button, then the shit disappears. It's perfect. Well, toilets are something we take for granted, but billions of people don't have them. Even in these growing cities and poor countries, they can't afford to build sewers, and that causes diseases. And so we have to come up with a very different way of taking care of that waste. And because so much of the world lacks a sanitary place to poo, Bill launched the Reinvent the Toilet Challenge. It funds scientists to redesign toilets that don't need a sewer system. We put several hundred million into this uh, to show that it can be done. Wait, sorry, hang on. You put several hundred million dollars into toilets? Giving it away, you bet. Oh my God. Is Bill Gates literally flushing his fortune down the toilet? To find out, I flew all the way to University of South Florida, where Professor Daniel Ye and his team are using Gates funding to make some sort of magic poop box. So what we have here uh, essentially is a miniature version of the wastewater treatment plant, and we can put this anywhere in the world. In the bioreactor, we have microorganisms. They uh, eat the poop and turn into clean water. Okay, why do the microbes eat the poop? The microbes eat the poop because that's what they do. Did you ask them if they want to do that? Well... Uh, yeah, why don't you give them a muffin or something? Maybe they like a muffin. Uh, okay, I'll make a note of that, but um, when you show them the poop, they love it. Despite his crazy talk, there's just something about this guy. I don't know what it is, but I trust him. So I decided to give his machine a try. <laughs> So normally uh, we will have a block of toilets, right? And then the uh, waste from the toilets would come here, it'll go into the machine, and then using solar power, we can turn the poopy water into clean water. So you stand by this? Yeah. Or I'll prove it. Okay. Did it work? Yeah. Well, how many times did it not work and you end up drinking your own shit? <laughs> Well, it's worked so well that uh, we're actually working with NASA. Astronauts have to poop, and we can turn that poop into clean water and nutrients and even energy. Wait, do you say energy? Yeah. The uh, microbes in the bioreactor make methane. That's the same stuff that's in natural gas. You can burn it. Bill Gates, you sneaky bastard. You just found a filthy little back door into the most profitable industry in the world, energy. You didn't say anything about energy. Yeah, it's one way to make it cheap 
to process the sewage, is to sell these outputs. You should open with that next time. Don't open with the saving the world, kids and disease thing. Open with, yo, we're making toilets that can convert shit into energy. We need to make these toilets as expensive as possible. Because based on my research, everyone poops. I mean, everybody. Well, unless we make them super cheap, they're not going to get out to the poorest who need them the most. Look, I know you've made your money. Some of us here are still trying to win this game. Well, if you have an idea, let us know. I've got nothing but ideas for this. Okay. So this is an iPad. <laughs> Great device. I love using it. Hey, um, hey, yeah. So what's the worst seat on a plane? Next to the toilet. But what if every seat was a toilet? Poop-powered planes. To keep the plane in motion, we have to keep shitting. High pressure, I know, but it gives the airlines incentive to feed us. I'm not sure the numbers work. How about this? It's a toilet that you shit in, and it powers a cannon that shoots the shit out to my neighbor's house. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's not legal. Listen, man, I'm up here just trying to come up with ideas here to save the world. Okay, what are you doing? Um, that's what I'm doing. No, that's what I'm doing. I'm here giving you ideas. All you're doing is shitting on them. Well, I don't think those ideas are, are ready yet, but we do have a lot of ideas that are in the field, uh, being tested in Durban. It's trying to cover the 30% of their residents that don't have uh, great sewage processing. We are gonna completely change the future. Everybody's gonna have a great toilet. Well, here's to everyone having a great toilet. Cheers. <sighs> Not bad. Now guess where that came from? You just drank my shit. How's it taste? That's a very successful process there. It, it tasted like normal water. Good job. Thank you, Bill. There's more where that came from. Ronnie Chang, everyone. We'll be right back. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast for The Late Show with my producer, Becca. Uh, Becca, how long have you been producing this podcast? I've been producing this podcast for two years now. And your favorite thing about it? The extended moments, for sure. Right, because sometimes I'll interview like a big star for 25 minutes. We can only put like 14 minutes on air. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. And who produces that? Uh, I, I help out. It's a team effort. Welcome back. Welcome back. Our guest tonight is a fashion designer and the creative director of Moschino, as well as his eponymous line. He can be seen in the documentary, Jeremy Scott, the People's Designer. Please welcome Jeremy Scott. Jeremy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And also, thank you for this jacket. You look good in the Moschino I drip dress. This is the first article of clothing I've put on and been like, oh, I was meant to wear this. Nice. <laughs> you know, I really like it. And Trevor can't Hello, talk. Jeremy. It's good to see you again. <laughs> it is great to see you again as well. Yeah, he can't speak, but I know he would want to ask, what would you recommend for someone with, like, a thicker booty. You know? Someone, 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 someone who's sitting on like two basketballs. Like, truly, what, what would you recommend for them? There are pants that match that jacket that would look great on you. 
<laughs> Consider it. So we're living in an age right now, right? You're known for a lot of political work. We're living in an age where a lot of people are wearing their politics on their shirt, right? What do you think about this? Do you think this is like a self-expression thing, a change thing, or do you think like someone has truly seen a Black Lives Matter t-shirt and been like, huh, maybe black lives do matter? <laughs> I mean, all kidding aside, I think, you know, people are expressing themselves in fashion all the time. Every day we make choices what we're gonna wear. So whether it's literally a message on a shirt because you were really motivated <laughs> to, want to, to want to tell something from your heart, or if it's something funny, or even just to say that you look fly. I mean, we're always speaking with what were choices for fashion. Yes. How do you think fashion can change the way the world thinks? I think by keeping a conversation going, a dialogue. And that's what I've tried to do, even from wearing a t-shirt like this, which is not something for sale, it's not something I'm profiting from, it's something handmade that I'm wearing just because I want to get the message out when I heard Emma Gonzalez do her speech and I was so moved and I was right before my show in Milan and I thought, okay, I have Vogue, I have New York Times coming, they have to deal with this. And maybe, you know, someone who's into fashion but not as politically active or as aware sees it and then maybe they think, oh, wonder what he's saying that about and why is he concerned about that? And so maybe I push someone who's not already there. Obviously there's tons of people that are already very aware, but maybe I inspire someone who is less aware. Right, and you're really great. Yeah, give it up. And you're really great with you're really great with tackling multiple issues too, like the LGBTQ rights issue, gun control, you know, voting too. What do you think about the issue of fashion police brutality? <laughs> How do you feel? What exactly is that? Well, like I was wearing I was wearing a rope belt in Soho the other day. I swear to God, people would not make eye contact. Oh, <laughs> Jabuki. You know, so I need a little help. But what do you what do you think about that? I think they're ridiculous. You've got such a cute face. There's no one should be looking at your belt. <laughs> <laughs> And you're cute too, Should Trevor. Should I leave? <laughs> <laughs> Trevor knows already how much I love him. I've already said I would do a PSA for this show because I think it's so important, the work that you do here, the writers, the whole staff, especially in a time yeah. when the news every day is so serious and so glum to have the show and to have the news but still have it with a little humor. And I think... It's like getting your medicine with a little sugar. It's like it helps it go down better. So I love you and I appreciate you guys. And as a fan, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. We're super, we're honored to have you here. And you know, uh, one thing that we've even covered here, Dolce & Gabbana just faced a boycott from the entire country of China, right? Yes. Basically for offending their culture. Do you think that ignorance will ever come back in style? Because bell bottoms have come back in style. <laughs> That's about just as offensive. You know? I really don't. I think it's an amazing time, and I think a lot of things are coming to head, and I think that there's so much that, you know, growing up, I never thought about statues that were for Civil War. I just assumed they were there all the time. Then to find out that they were erected in the 60s, and to find out that this was a repressive move, and that they're coming down today. So there's so much that can change, and I think that's a, a, a perfect example. It's like, no, you can't be an asshole to people and a whole culture and be a blatantly rude person and think that you can get away with it. It's, 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 it's not cool, it's not fashionable. Yeah. Time's up. All right.
The documentary Jeremy Scott, The People's Designer, is currently streaming on Netflix. Everyone, Jeremy Scott. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast for The Late Show with my producer, Becca. Uh, Becca, how long have you been producing this podcast? I've been producing this podcast for two years now. And your favorite thing about it? The extended moments, for sure. Right, because sometimes I'll interview like a big star for 25 minutes. We can only put like 14 minutes on air. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. And who produces that? Uh, I, I help out. It's a team effort.